Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. I'm so excited to be back for another episode of Your Brand Amplified. And I'm here with the founder of Givers University, EA Solkovitz. How are you doing today? Awesome. Thank you so much, Annika, for having me on your great podcast. I look forward to sharing with your listeners. Oh, yes. I'm very excited to have you here. So thank you for taking some time out of your extremely full schedule. Just, wow, you have accomplished so much in your life already. And I'm so intrigued to see what the next phase is. So before we get into everything that you're doing now, please share some information with our audience about your entrepreneurship journey and your journey of discovery. Uh, happy to do so. Thank you. <clears throat> I was actually, I live in Michigan now. I was born in Chicago and uh, my father was a milkman, had his own route, uh, milk delivery man. So he had his own truck and we'd get up at three in the morning and go chop up ice to put on the milk in the truck and then deliver it. And at five years old, I would help him. Uh, so pretty humble background, you know, I mean, nothing unusual about a milkman's son, literally almost cliche, I guess. But uh, and then at 16 years old, I uh, jumped into my first towards uh, becoming success and I became a janitor. Now, I didn't mind doing that because business was always picking up. Mm-hmm. What? Anyway, so the uh, so here I was at 16 years old. <clears throat> I know she got it. Yeah, it is, it, it's a delayed reaction. Yeah. I, and, and I try to help people out by laughing first. So that way they know it's okay to, it's okay to laugh at me along with, with me, either way works. Anyway, so uh, at, at the ripe old age of 16, <clears throat> uh, by being a janitor, I was able to be bonded, which means basically insured. Mm. So if I was cleaning a place and my buffer hit some equipment, the insurance company paid for it. It allowed me to be in expensive places as well. Mm-hmm. And it also allowed me to be in very expensive homes. And the janitorial service I was with had an account. And every single Wednesday, I cleaned, the, cleaned this lady's home. It was a million-dollar mansion. She had a full-time maiden butler. And, uh, and she was a local icon. When I say the name, it won't mean anything to your listeners. Until I make the movie reference, then they'll know who mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Uh, her name was June Martino, and uh, and I lived in the Oakbrook area. Uh, the, and, uh, and there was a movie out uh, a few years back. Um, it'll probably be streaming for some time because it's a it's actually a pretty good view. Uh, it's called The Founder. Uh, it's about McDonald's, and mm-hmm. uh, Michael Keaton plays Ray Kroc. And I want to say first of all, I lived that whole experience. I lived in Oakbrook, where the world headquarters of McDonald's was. Wow. We drove by McDonald's number one in Des Plaines, uh, from the milkman route probably a hundred or more times. So oh I, I witnessed the whole experience. In the movie, uh, first all, I want to say, Ray Kroc was not that way. Uh, you know, they, it says in the beginning, you know, this is based on a true story. It is based on a true story, but based. it's not the true story. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> so Ray wasn't that way. That's Hollywood spin just to make it interesting and stuff. But there's a lot of events that are nodded to that were accurate. Uh, and the in the movie, Michael Keaton playing Ray Kroc talks to a lady outside his office all the time. That name is, she says, June this, June that. She's in the whole movie. That lady is June Martino. That's the lady whose house I cleaned every Wednesday. Wow. When I met her, she had the third most controlling stock in McDonald's. She was oh a gosh. local icon already. Interestingly <laughs> enough, she was actually the first woman to trade on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Wow. Extrading, ex- amazing lady. And uh, I was amazed at how approachable she was. And uh, I cleaned the house for many, many Wednesdays. And so she knew who I was because I was always in there. And uh, and she told me one day, uh, took me sort of under her wing into the kitchen and the entire day told me the whole McDonald's story based on my asking her. And then she told me about Ray. 
uh, and how he was a mentor for her and the impact that that has life. And I'm thinking, man, you know, I'm son of a milkman, burnt out janitor, and I'm cleaning this million dollar home. You know, it certainly can't work out too bad if you have one of these mentor things, you know, but it didn't work out too bad for her. So I just threw it out there. I just threw it out there. Where would I find my Ray Kroc? Where would I find my mentor? Because I don't even know where to begin. Two or three months later, same janitorial service. We got a phone call of a guy in from Detroit opening a diamond store. They needed some carpeting. My boss sent me and that man offered me a job and he became my mentor. Amazing. He became the father I never had, even though I had a father. And uh, I became the son he never had, even though he had a son. Hmm. And he was a puritanical genius. Um, not what I would say... Uh, um, you know, I call them educated idiots. Um, you know, the, the people know all of the book knowledge and they can spew it at you, but mm -hmm. they've never done it themselves. Zero execution, zero implementation skills. Right? And I call them educated idiots. They know all the book information, but they they don't have any mistakes under their belt. They don't know how to do it. Right? They mm -hmm. haven't done it. Mm -hmm. This man was a puritanical genius, quite the opposite. Just to let you know, and, and it really does set the stage for my background, he shared with me a story of him uh, when uh, this is my business mentor, his name was Sam Robbins, and that uh, what it was like growing up during the Great Depression in the mm. United States. He said no one had any money. People were jumping off of buildings because they'd lost their fortunes. He said multi-mile long soup kitchens, multi-miles just to get a bowl of soup. He said for some of our meals, we had cardboard. Wow. Now, because of that, you know, and he said no one had any money. So he was walking around one day and kept passing this one store. And he noticed there was only one guy way in the back. So he went in one day just to talk with him. There was nothing to do. No one was hiring, you know. And it turned out this man was the owner of the store. The store was filled with sewing machines, all collecting dust. And, uh, mm. and the guy said, I'm the owner. He said, uh, there's no customers because everyone's trying to eat. They're not buying sewing machines. And he said, and also these things are just collecting dust. You know, I bought and paid for them. And, and I, can't, I can't even afford employees. It's just me. So my mentor had this flat and he said, well, could I help you sell some of these? And he goes, oh. man, yeah, you bet, whatever. And he's, well, I'd, how about if we sell them on payments because people can't afford to buy the whole sewing machine? We'll split the payments and I'll guarantee the sewing machine in case someone walks with it. And he said, so you'll never be out of any money. The guy said, man, go for it, do it, go for it. So the next thing he did, my mentor, is he put together a flyer and passed it all over the place mm -hmm. of women to work from home. He said he could not keep up with the response because no one was hiring. And the fact that anyone was hiring anyway, he said he could, literally couldn't keep up. So he actually then uh, put together a way for women. He sold them the sewing machine on payments. He provided them with the patterns, the materials, then guaranteed he would buy the clothing from them, thus guaranteeing their income, thus guaranteeing they can make the payment on the sewing machine and also have an income that Thank no one God. had. Then he took that same clothing he bought, sold it to stores yeah. as highly, uh, highly crafted, handmade, deep discounted clothing that everyone needed. Mm -hmm. In 18 months, Annika, when people were jumping off of buildings, standing in multi-mile long soup kitchens, he made $1 million. Wow. That's the kind of man he was. And uh, when I was 19 years old, I asked him, I said, Sam, will you teach me everything? I said, I don't even know. I, I don't even know what to ask. I don't know all the questions. All I know, you know, mm -hmm. son of a milkman, burnt out janitor. You know, I, what, will you teach me at all? And he said, yeah, I will. I said, but I want one thing from you. He said, when the time is right and you will know that time, mm -hmm. 
I want you to teach as many people as you can mm. everything that I taught you. So at 19 years old, Annika, I made a vow. I made an oath to my mentor that today has manifested itself as Givers University. And, uh, um, and all the lessons he taught me over time, that the things you can't find in a book, the mm -hmm. things you don't find in a book. I've shared these and taught other people. And I said, have you ever seen that anywhere? He said, never heard of it. Wow. Never heard of it, but that is extraordinary. So the, the unwritten things that are handed on from person to person, mentor to mentor. Hence, I'm a huge advocate for mentoring. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I know all the things you mentioned, uh, uh, you know, you were saying those kind things about me, but I can share with you that, you know, none of them are still as long as my last name. So I got some work to do. <laughs> but, but here I am with my mentor and, and this man taught me how to do these things. I didn't do them. I didn't make it up. But I and in my world, mm -hmm. if someone doesn't have a mentor, we call that naive. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is why would you want to make all the mistakes someone else has already made if all you have to do is find the people, and they're out there, that are very successful, that have done it. Don't get a mentor that you're going to pay for their education. Mm. Get one that's mm -hmm. done it because if they've done it, they have the lessons and they have the mistakes that they can teach you and guide you as a guiding hand along your life. So because of these very same things, and I'm going to share two things with you, not to self-aggrandiose because that's not the intention. Mm -hmm. I want to impact your listeners to say these. this is how important this is. When I was 23 years old, I was a millionaire. At 33 years old was the first year I earned a million dollars in salary after I paid taxes. I had a million dollars in my pocket. That was in 1989 at 33 years old. So... Was there anything special about me? No. But I had only one superpower that led me down this whole course. Only yeah. one. And that superpower was the ability to say, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that. Could you teach me about that? I'd like to learn. Where everyone today is trying to be so preeminent and trying to be the smartest person in the room, my mentor said, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and he said, be humble. And ask and say, I, you know, if you don't understand, say, I don't understand. Teach. He said, people will respect that. You'll learn more and you'll start, you'll start to attract people to you that will realize you're genuinely interested, just like June Martino was when, we, when she shared the McDonald's story. She knew I wasn't trying to get next to June, you know, because she was a rich <laughs> lady. She knew I was genuinely interested. What happened with McDonald's? How did that happen? It's extraordinary, right? So the, the mentoring part is very, very important. And that sort of is my background, uh, you know, and leading up to how even Givers University came about. Well, I think you're speaking directly to me. It's so funny when I do these interviews, I always find a lesson for myself in them, right? And one of those is I've had different mentors over the years, but I've also realized sometimes instead of knowing how to look for the right mentor, I've wanted to help a friend. Right. So I've said, okay, you know what? You say that you have these, the skill set. I don't have that skill set. Why don't you come help me with that in my business? And honestly, more often than not, it hasn't quite worked out. Just in the entrepreneurship journey, you can, you know, we all have our stories of failures and successes. And I think all of them just help you learn and set on a better path for the next time. But how does somebody take a step back and go, gosh, I really don't need to help somebody right now. I really need a mentor who can advise me how to do this better. And then I can help somebody else. Along the That's journey. such a great question. And not, 
you know, it's like I was talking to you. Now you're talking to me and I was talking to you and you're talking to me. I mean, that's <laughs> incredible. So anyways, <laughs> but uh, that you have really nailed the one word that if I was to say what Givers University does, I can sum it up in one word. Hmm. Discernment. Here's what we teach. And it's, it's directly to your answer. We te- First of all, I say to your listeners, we love everybody. I say it again emphatically. <laughs> we love everybody. And we teach people how to separate the person who we love mm-hmm. from their deeds, which we may not love. Mm. And we teach a skill of observation discernment to not listen to what they say, Watch what they're doing. And even by virtue of checklists, Annika, we say, here's, we have one that is my, one of my favorite one. It's called the 25 do's. And it literally lists out, these are the 25 deeds you should be watching people doing. And from observing their deeds, you can decide, should I bring this person closer into my life mm-hmm. and have them a part of what we call our give, my giver community? Or because of what I see them doing, should I begin respectfully distancing myself, not rude or nasty, but mm-hmm. respectfully distance myself from them? Because if I bring them in closer based on what I'm seeing them do, not what they're saying, right. what I'm seeing them do, observing their deeds, if I bring them in closer, they're going to make me collateral damage. I'm going to be stomping out fires not of my making. My stress level's going up. My productivity is going out the window because I'm going to be wasting time with them. <laughs> so, so the question is, and here's the thing, I can tell. You know, you and I are on Zoom, so I can see you. And I, I, can, say, I, I can tell you're a self-improvement person. There's no question you are, right? I'm a self-improvement geek. I love it. Mm-hmm. But here's what's going on. No one's teaching us about the other guy if he's doing it wrong. Right. What should we do if the other guy's doing it wrong? And how do we decide what doing it wrong means? And it's like this one guy said a few interviews back. He said, man, this is really great stuff. I read this book. And this guy said, I got to have five good people around me. I said, you do. You need to have five good people around you. But one question, which five? Yeah. And he's staring at me with this little orphan Annie eyes look, you know, the Blake look. And I, I said, do you see my point? No one's teaching which five. They're all saying you need to have the five. But, you, you know, so how do you discern in advance? Right. And Annika, it's a skill. It's a skill that can be learned, an observation skill. But no one's teaching us, look for this, you know, mm-hmm. as we say. Um, your talk talks and your walk talks, but your walk talks louder than your talk talks. <laughs> uh, simply, and by the way, I practiced that before I said that. Okay. Right, so I, just, <laughs> I was like, wow, that really weird. rolled off your tongue. <laughs> I, I know, yeah. I was practicing like right before the podcast. Anyway, so the, <laughs> I gotta say that three times. And with peanut butter in my mouth and crackers. Anyway, so the, uh, so uh, those, those are such important parts as we go forward. How do we discern? Because here we are, Annika, we're in this world of business with businesses opening and closing faster than ever before in history. Mm-hmm. Products being antiquated overnight by brand new products. It's also fast. When it's all done, what do we have left? Yeah. The answer is relationships. Mm-hmm. And no one's teaching us how to discern in those relationships. Who should I have close and what should I be looking for? So when we say giver, we don't, we're not labeling people. We don't label people. We're labeling giver deeds. When we say taker, we're not labeling a taker. We're, we're labeling taker deeds. Observe these things they do. And we even do this, we get literally, we give away free checklists for them. Download this. Begin discerning in your relationships. From this, 
you get you get to decide who should I bring in closer. From this, you can decide that person might be a great mentor for me hmm. because I'm observing what they're doing. And you can go down literally as checklist, givers on one side, takers on the other, check mark, check mark, check mark, check mark. At the bottom, you got a total. And then you know, right there. At least it's going to point you in the right direction with your discernment in your relationships. One of the most critical aspects in our life is the discernment of those we're going to have around us. Yeah. Our mentor, our relationship socially, our business, the people we hire, the people we work with, all of those things, no one's teaching us. How do I decide which ones I want close and which ones should I be distancing myself from and why? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people teach you Myers-Briggs, um, yeah, yeah. you know, all these different ways to communicate with people. But what you're doing really should be the fundamentals of any entrepreneurship program or business school, because this, what you're doing really hits the nail on the head of, if you want to be successful, you need to surround yourself with people who can help with that journey. Right. And that can mean a lot of success means a lot of different things to different people. For sure. But having that checklist and being able to think about that before you embark on a journey can help solve a lot of those issues that we all stumble upon and, and make, you know, this mistake or that mistake. And sometimes they're happy accidents, right? And uh, somebody you think might not be somebody you should bring in actually ends up being a great person to bring in. But I think having those building blocks, you know, is amazing. And, and you said that you have some of these as free resources on your website. For sure, for sure. Uh, yeah. And actually what we do is, uh, um, you know, for people that want to find out and get some of these free resources, we do all of this at no cost, right? Mm -hmm. um, the, reason we, why we, the reason why we do it is, again, one sort of parting story, I guess you could say. My business mentor, when I was 19, said, let me tell you about this thing called life and how it works. I said, okay, this should be interesting. You know, I'm already 19, so I know it all. And, uh, you know, so, uh, you know, it's all 19-year-olds, right? So the, uh, and, and uh, he said, picture in your mind this huge scale. And on the right side of the scale is all the things you're going to get in your life, your income, your, your benefits, uh, the, all the great relationships. All the things you're going to get in your life come from the right side of the scale. The left side of the scale is everything you're going to give, contribute, invest, help, participate in, hmm. all that's on the left. He said, now, here's the amazing part about the scale. It's never out of balance. It strives for balance. And even at a static moment, when it seems like it might be out of balance, it re-strives for balance and always attains it. Here's the part. He said, what I'm going to say next will be a little difficult in the beginning. He said, but once you get your head around it, the world will open up in ways you never even thought were possible. He said, here's the part that's hard. Forget about the right side. Forget about it. He said, and make it your daily goal, your daily objective to heave so much on that left side of the scale. Your new job is get the scale out of balance because you put so much on that left side. And he said, and when it writes itself, because it always does, mm -hmm. you will never have to think about what you're going to get on that right side. Wow. And I can share with you that was manifest absolute fact. And so because of that, we at Givers University are teaching people how to build their own communities. We identify for people the difference between taker communities and giver communities. And there's a distinct difference. There's a lot of communities out there to say, today, join, join, join. And then two hours later, they're selling everything under the sun. Right. That's not a community. That's a customer list. That's a customer yeah. hit list, yeah. you know, right? Yeah. Why bait and switch me? Call it what it is, right? So we identify the difference between givers communities and takers communities, and we help people build these. 
Best way for them to start finding out this information, it's absolutely free because our goal is to get that scale out of balance. Right? Put so much on the left side. They go to giversuniversity.com. It's plural. Giversuniversity.com. Sign up for our newsletter. It's absolutely free. And they're going to immediately get an email that says, do you want to talk to these people? If they don't say yes, they will never get any more email from us because we're not spammers, right? They have to say yes. The moment they respond, say, yes, I want communication with these people. Two hours later, they'll get that first checklist, which is my favorite one, the 25 do's. Mm -hmm. We want them. Print it off. Put it in your pocket. Start using it with the discernment of your relationships and watch your productivity skyrocket because you're not wasting time with people who are energy, they basically suck the energy out of you, you know, and, they, and, and constantly causing stress and constantly causing collateral, making you damage, collateral damage. So it's free. Download it. Use it. Then once a week, we don't send, I hate to you know, sign up for an email. Next, I'm getting six from them a day, right? right. <laughs> hate and unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. So uh, once a week, every Thursday morning, we send out a simple email. It's called the Giver's Toolbox. Every week we provide a new tool that someone can add into their relationship toolbox. It's about a five minute read. There's usually maybe a two minute little video clip. It's all for them, absolutely free, to help them improve individually and to also help them discern more in their lives because that discernment mm -hmm. will have a greater impact than almost all other things in their life. Almost all other things. So we teach, how, how do you discern? How do you find that out? What do you do? Why is it important? Why, do, why is it important to ask how do you know that? As opposed to just believing what they just said. Right. Ask, how do you know that? Yeah. Right. And, and you'll be surprised. I'll say, well, I heard something. Now, next thing you know, it's baloney. It doesn't mean anything. Right. Mm -hmm. So those kinds of skills, they're skills that are taught that we share with them. And then from that, they learn about our online courses. They learn about who we are. They can contact us. Um, they also can uh, learn how to form their own Junto, uh, which is a giver's community. Hmm. We call it a Junto. Um, the word was actually made more famous by Ben Franklin because he started his Junto in 19, uh, 1727, mm -hmm. called initially the Mutual Improvement Club, then later on called the Junto, and then later on called the uh, uh, the Leather Apron Club. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's interesting about his Junto are 12 members who met every Friday. They met every Friday. I'm a, a huge advocate for mastermind group on steroids, which is what a Junto is. Mm -hmm. And uh, we teach people how to form communities around them of the right kind of people what to look for and then also how to set up that community absolutely free just this is how you do it this is what you should set this is why you need expectational agreements up front from everyone that's going to participate this is how this adds this particular part adds longevity to it i've seen a lot of masterminds dissipate in two or three months they get together and then it like falls yeah. apart i've always been intrigued by that you know napoleon hill does a masterful job explaining what a mastermind is but doesn't say how to do it he says mm -hmm. what it is right we teach granular. We're very, very granular about what we do. This is how, when we can no longer ask, how do you do it? We've arrived at the point we want to be at because there it is. That's how you do it. So go to Givers University. It's all free. We're givers. We walk our talk. Uh, and uh, if someone's having someone in their life that's being a little takerish, I recommend <laughs> that they uh, share uh, Annika PR podcast with them uh, because you never know. It can open up someone's mind, you know. Yeah. And the other thing about that list that they're going to get for free is that there's an automatic self-assessment part built in. So when they're looking at it, they'll start, right. oh boy, number 13, yeah. I need a little work on that. So it's a good thing to share people with if they're being a little, maybe you have a family member being a little takerish, right? This is a great way to maybe open their eyes through a third party and not hurt their feelings because you love them. 
So to forward your podcast to them and say, I heard this thing and it was thought-provoking. What do you think of it? Listen to it and tell me what you think of it. And next thing you know, you can be there. So thank you so much for having me on your show and being able to share with your listeners. Oh, absolutely. I think you have such a fascinating journey. And to think at the age of 19, you made this vow. And then what, how long have you had Gibbers University? Started uh, by name in 1991. Oh, amazing. Uh, well, I am definitely going to go sign up for the newsletter. I was looking no. at it. I was like, should I sign up before the podcast? It's like, I'll do it after. Because uh, I I need that checklist, just quite frankly. <laughs> we all do. Uh, and, um, I use it. I use it. We do. Yeah. 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 Well, is there anything else that you want to share with our audience today? Yes. The, 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 last, the, the last thing I'd like to share with them in closing yeah. are three references that my mentor talked me into saying to myself hmm. every day for four plus decades. And I can share with you as fortunes came in and left and came in and left and came in and left in my life. And through the thousands of times we get tackled and I got tackled in my life because you're going to get tackled. Mm -hmm. And also through all the great times, these three small, short phrases were a lifesaver. And he made me commit that I would do it. And I have ever since. And I can tell you 40 years later, they're phenomenal. And I, as, I, as I share these, I pray that your listeners replay these and write them down and start saying these to yourself and watch the impact this has on your life. And these three small phrases are as follows. I will never give up. I will keep rising up. And I will always overcome. Great words to live by. For Definitely. sure. Awesome. Well, EA, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. I am really excited for our listeners to hear this episode and learn more about your journey in Givers University. Uh, I think there are so many gems about mentorship, about tenacity, and as you said, discernment is the big lesson here. And how do you find that right mentor? So audience, thank you so much for coming back for another episode of Your Band Amplified. I'm Annika Jackson. Follow me at Amplify with Annika and find Givers University at GiversUniversity.com. And I'll be back again next week. Want more? Check out AmplifyWithAnnika.com or follow me on socials at AmplifyWithAnnika.com.